If you would, take your Bibles and turn to Psalms 1. Psalms chapter 1. I'm already emotional. God's good. I'm not worthy of this. While you're turning, I want to thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to preach here. Preach my first message here. And also, I figured I would give my... A quick testimony. I grew up in a God-fearing home. I can't thank y'all enough. I was saved at four. I don't remember the day. I don't remember all the details. But I knew I was lost and I knew I needed the Lord. I knew I needed to be saved to go to heaven. About what, 16 some odd years later, I met my wife, Holly. We wound up here in Dalton, and I didn't, we didn't like Dalton. <laughs> uh, I wondered why we were here. The Lord works. He knew, he knew why we were here. We found this little place, little church called Whitfield Baptist Church. And there's no doubt that's why we were here in Dalton. The Lord knew what he was doing. We found a home. We found friends. We found family. So if you will, let's stand in the reading for the reading of God's word. Starting in verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Tonight I want to preach on, are are you a happy Christian? Are you a happy Christian? You can be seated as I pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your calling. Thank you for being good to me when I don't deserve it. Lord God, I'm nothing without you. I pray that you work through me. If even just one person gets something out of this message, it's worth it. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you tonight, pray that they may come to know you. I thank you for all you do and all you're going to do. In your wonderful name I pray. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. When we walk a godly life, when we have a godly life, he blesses us. It says this, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you look, we define, look, Webster defines blessed, blessing, held in reverence, honored in worship, of or enjoying happiness. I want to be happy. We were created to be happy. We were created to praise God with that happiness. No one wants to be sad. I, I don't think I know if anybody wants to be sad. It's really, our real, it's really our pursuit in life is to be happy. Like I said, we were created to praise God. Some odd 250 times in the Bible, we're commanded to praise God, to give praise to God. 
Praising him brings happiness in our life. Try not praising God for a while. You, you become unhappy. You get bitter. You get angry. Uh, we all want to be blessed. But sometimes we look in the wrong places for this happiness. Uh, we look to the world. Things that may not be wrong. The Lord gives us things to get, bring happiness in our life that are of the that are in the world, you know, hobbies. There's nothing wrong with playing sports. There's nothing wrong with watching good, clean TV. Good, clean TV, which is hard to find these days. Uh, that's for another message. Um, but when those things start to consume our lives, and they get to taking over our lives and when sporting events or stuff like this starts taking us away from church, starts taking our families away from church, then that's wrong. There's no happiness in that. When it starts affecting our Bible reading, our worshiping, our personal worship, our praying, there's no happiness in this. It's a temporary, fleeting happiness. If you notice, it, it's kind of a progression here. We start just with a simple hobby, maybe trying to find happiness, but it starts leading to bad things. It's kind of an extreme example, but it, gets to, it can get to this point. You know, you think you see all these rich people on TV, all these fancy homes and stuff. We can start to be envious of these people. We can start being unhappy because we don't have the things we see. These hobbies that start out harmless can take over our lives. We may get involved with the wrong people in, this hob- in those hobbies, within those hobbies. And internet and TV and more of that, you got to be careful. <laughs> You've got to be careful there. Like I said, you see, you see a progression. In the second part, or let's read the whole verse again. But blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Look, we see this progression. Walketh not with the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So we may start walking with ungodly, no longer influenced by God heavily in our lives. We become influenced by ungodly people. And then we wind up standing in the way of sinners. We get more heavily involved with these things that are taking us away from God and from church. And to the next, where we may be sitting with the scornful. We may completely forsake God. We may become the person that's bringing others down. Uh, we may start being scornful, resent the word, resent God. Uh, Adam Clark, in his commentary, puts it like this. He who walks according to the counsel of the ungodly will soon stand to look at the ways of sinners, and thus, being off his guard, he will soon be a partaker of their evil deeds. He who has abandoned himself to transgressions will, in all probability, soon become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin and sit down with the scorner and endeavor to turn religion into ridicule. That's, we, can't, we can't even go there. It starts, harm, it starts maybe as a harmless curiosity, but it'll grab us and take us down quickly if we let it consume and take over our lives. Uh, Proverbs 14.4, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Don't even enter the path. Avoid that, letting it consume. Just don't even 
get in that path. It only leads to destruction. Turn just a couple of pages over to Psalms 26 and verse number 5. I want to see what David says about this. He says, I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. These are strong words. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. We need to be like David and just say no to the wickedness of the world. Especially if it's stuff that we even remotely can't handle. I'll give an example of me and my life. Something that we use as a ministry here at church. Facebook. It's a ministry, it's an outreach for our church here. But me and my personal life, it was taking over to the point where I hate to even admit it, but I'd wake up and think, roll over, grab my phone. Who's liked this post? Who's done this? Who's done that? I started out my day wrong. started out my day wrong. I deleted the app because I couldn't handle it. It was consuming me. It's, if you can't handle it, just don't. <laughs> Whether it be Facebook or social media, TV show that you like that, uh, a little bit, uh, it's not that bad. No, if, you've got to, if you have to justify it, it's probably absolutely bad and wrong. It's hard. It's hard because you've got these little guilty pleasures, if you will, but they're wrong. Don't even, don't even toy with them. Don't even, don't, even, don't even go there. So we see, by the way, that was my first point. <laughs> Have a walk with God. Have a walk with God. The next thing I see in verse 2, uh, delight in his word. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Our delight, our happiness, is in his law, in his doctrine. We should delight in this right here. We should delight in reading this and having a walk with God. It should be our will. It should be our desire. It should be our affection. It should be the every motive of our heart. It should be our delight. We need to be, instead of consumed with the world, we need to be consumed with him, be consumed with his word. Study. In this, right here in the verse it says, And in his law doth he meditate day and night. We should have a time of study. We should have a time of personal praise. Pray and study with the Lord. If you will turn one more time, or to another, Joshua 1.8. It's another familiar verse. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Listen to this. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. When I read that, First time I read it, it didn't really hit, it didn't really click, but I saw, read it again. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. I said, well, how did it? We're presented with a choice right there. We, we have the choice of being consumed with the world, being scornful, miserable, or be consumed with God, find delight in studying his word, knowing his word, and being happy and prosperous. We find that delight, like I said, in being in his word. The third thing I see, verse 3, we need to be planted by the waters. 
And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. If we're studying his word, delighting in his word, then we will find strength. We will be like trees planted by the rivers of water. Trees, you think of an oasis. I think I picture an oasis here. For some reason. There's green. It's prosperous. It's strong. The stuff by the, the trees that are by water are strong. They're prosperous. They're rooted. And they're stable. These are all good qualities. The second part of this verse, uh, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. I've automatically, when you say fruit in the Bible, I think of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Those are all good things. One of them here specific, joy. There's happiness in the fruit of the Spirit. These are all good things in our lives that we want. I, I like to be patient sometimes. <laughs> but it's all good. It's, those are all good and happy things in our life. If we're a gentle person, if we're patient, if we're joyful, if we love, there's happiness in all this. We also see another fruit, though, if we're grounded in God's word, the fruit of witnessing. Just being fruit-filled, if you will, is a good witness. People notice that difference in your life. Another uh, part of the witnessing is we can be an effective witness because people that don't love the Lord and are lost, you'd be surprised know the Bible really well. They know it well, so they think, in their mind. But they may have the out-of-context stuff that they'll fire back at you like that right there. So we need to be planted to know how to defend the true doctrine, the true law of God. And another thing when we're rooted, and this is a big one because it really applies all the time, is strength is strength in trials of life. It's not a matter of if we're going to face a trial in life, it's when and how often. Nobody said being Christian is just going to be a walk in the park. We're going to have those trials. But if we're rooted, if we're grounded, if we have our roots spread out in this right here and in our walk with the Lord, we'll stay true to him and stay. We may not be happy in that very moment but we'll have a joy. We'll have that deep-seated joy because we know the Lord is in control of everything. Uh, Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, kind of it's written along the same lines as this uh, verse 3. So blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the rivers. And shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So how, do we, how, does, how does this tree stay green when there's heat? How does it not wither? How does it keep bearing fruit in that drought? It's rooted by the rivers. It's, route, it's rooted in the blessings, the rivers of life. <laughs> If we stay rooted, we'll stay strong in the Lord. I think of the song that we sing, uh, Drinking at the springs of living water. Happy now am I, my soul they satisfy. Amen. True happiness.
This is found here in that walk and being delighted and rooted in the Lord of God. Unfortunately, verse 4, we see a flip side to this, though. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. This verse is simple. It's to the point. It says, unlike this tree that's strong, rooted, planted, bearing fruit strong, they're not so. It says they're weak, like chaff which the wind driveth away. They're weak. They're like they're real of no substance. They're no value, really. Honestly, there's no... If you live a sinful life here on earth, there's no value when you get to heaven. None of that stuff's going to stand. And as a consequence, though, you get blown away from God. You get further and further and further away from God. That's a bad spot. That's not a happy spot to be in. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, let's look at verse number 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. We see the consequence here for the lost like I said before just a minute ago, that you'll have nothing to stand on in judgment. There'll be great sorrow. There'll be regret and pain. It'd be terrible to live your whole life in this false happiness. To get to heaven and have nothing. nothing to, or get, get to judgment, I'm sorry, and have nothing to show for. In the second part of that verse, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, you know, there'll be no fellowship with with the believers. There'll be no fellowship with the righteous. There'll be no heaven, just eternal judgment and hell. There's no happiness in that at all. Right. Not at all. Only true happiness is found in God. Amen. So, we have to have a walk. We have to delight in His law. And we have to be planted by the waters. In closing, verse, uh, verse 6 we must remember that He knows us. Remember that He knows us. He knows our every move. He knows our every motive. Let me read this, verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. He said He knows our move. He knows our every motive and everything we do. Everything we do. <laughs> Whether it's stuff here at church, at work, if it's watching TV, if we have a motive to watch something wrong, he knows that. I don't know. He knows everything. He knows everything. He's all-knowing God. <laughs> we should endeavor to please him in everything, everything we do. Sometimes you think, how, how, how do I do Just do it happily. Do it, do it with a happy spirit. People ask, why are you happy? <laughs> okay, that's the Lord. <laughs> like I said, we were created to praise him. We should live a life where, like it says in Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 16, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Wow. Wow. If you don't live for anything, if I don't live for anything, I want, to, that's my, I want that as my goal. I want, to, I want the Lord to be able to say, I'm his God. Yep, that's, that's my boy. <laughs> I could close there. I'm happy with that. But, you know, like, like I said, when those, those, we have those trials, we'll fall, though. We'll fall. We'll fail him. Unfortunately, no one is perfect. We have that sinful nature. Even if we're saved, we, we, have, that fall, we have that flesh. God's forgiving. 
By his grace, he forgives us when we don't, even when we don't deserve it. If we fall, if we're rooted, he'll pick us right back up when we don't deserve it. And yet again, we see another unfortunate ending right here for the ungodly. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Like I said, often people live in the moment. They, they chase that fleeting happiness. James 4.14, this is another common verse that we all know. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? What is your life here on earth? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. So for what, what are you living for here on earth? Are you living for you? Are you living to make yourself happy, to make your friends happy, to make, I don't know. Are you living your life to make God happy? Are you living life for your eternal life? Are you living right now on earth for eternity? Are you living right now on earth for this little time you have? Living a godly life gives true happiness today and for eternity. But living an ungodly life gives false happiness for today and brings pain and sorrow for eternity. So Christian, I ask, are, are you happy? Are you happy in your, are you, are you living a happy life? If, you not, if not, then look back at these things. Are you walking with God? Do you delight in his word? And are you planted in him? And do you know that he knows you? I challenge you to look over these things when I was trying to figure out what I was going to preach. Uh, I had a couple of things that I was like, this is great. These are going to be great. These are good. These are good. I couldn't get a piece about them. I couldn't get a piece about them. So I said, let me flip over this old notepad I have. And this is one, and I read this and it hit me. It just mowed me down at my desk. I said, thank you, Lord. He convicted me, spoke to me, said, this is it. I went with it. It's a simple, it's a simple truth. But are you happy? As Christians, we need to be happy. If you're here and you're not saved tonight, do you want this true happiness? Do you want to spend eternity in heaven happy and praising God and living eternity with others? You want that happiness. If not, if you're here and you're not saved, I ask you, please, come to know him tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity. Like I said, I'm so undeserving, Lord. I pray that maybe one person got something out of this tonight. Thank you again for this opportunity. All your blessings, all you do in my life, and these things, Pastor.